Hey, it's Wednesday, September 22nd, and you're listening to episode 33 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. What's going on? My name is Sam. And I am the birthday boy. What's up, birthday boy? Happy birthday. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. I'm not going to go there with your age. I'll just say uh, you're an old, welcome to the old man club. Hey, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> I'd ask how you're doing, but it's your birthday. So you better be doing well. Uh, I will be. I will be for sure. <laughs> well, I assume you're doing great otherwise. So uh, we have a great show for everyone as well. Uh, week two is in the books in the NFL. We're going to look back at our, uh, well, my disastrous picks in week two and, uh, and all of my glory. <laughs> and let Brandon just enjoy enjoy today and try to do better the next time, right? Yeah, do better, Sam. I mean, I I want I mean the people can rewind it, and I, I literally told you to go with what you really thought it was going to be, and you switched up a couple picks just to be devil's advocate. I have a funny feeling that you will not do that this week. No, I got to go chalk now, man. Yeah, I'm, okay. the, I'm behind. Okay. Okay. I'm behind now. All right, let's the see. J- the Jets one was like really bad. The second, mm. the second we, uh, the second we turned off the uh, the record button, I was like, <laughs> why did I do that? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great show. We're also gonna play uh, some Do You Care, everyone's favorite game. So let's I go. guess without further ado, I mean, just uh, a wild week two. Uh, capped off by a fun Monday night game, uh, a brilliant Sunday night game, um, and just a, a lot of fun in between. Where do you want to start this week, Case? Um, we can start with Sunday's game uh, because <laughs> I think what was said at the beginning of the season, it was uh, that teams are going to figure Lamar out, and Lamar said, okay. Um you can't figure Lamar out. Uh, I will say this over and over again. I've been saying it. I'm pretty sure I said it on here a couple of times. I know I definitely said it to my friends before. Um, you never figure out Mike Vick. You will never figure out Lamar Jackson. The only way that they can be stopped is if they stop themselves, realistically. Um, but Lamar also has landed in the spot that he deserved to be in. What I mean by that is he could have went to any other team. Uh, My team had a pick to draft him. Every team actually had a chance to draft Lamar and they all passed up on him and he landed in the perfect spot for him because they actually game plan around him, which is a huge thing. It's a theme that I will never let die is that there's some great players out there that could have been the best ever at their positions, but being that they are in certain locations, uh, they'll never get the shine that they truly deserve. But Lamar, he balled, man. He balled. I mean, he made up, I mean, last week or yeah, last week when he had the actual, you know, the two fumbles that were extremely costly, uh, he took care of the ball this time. Uh, and he put the team on his back a couple of times. And, uh, to Mr. Harbaugh, uh, if you thought that he was going to say no, when you asked him if he wanted to go for it, uh, you must be smoking something uh, because there was no way he was going to say, yeah, no, I don't want to go for it. Um, It was a great game from both ends. I mean, he, he, I love watching his interviews, super chill, always funny. Uh, He made it very clear before the game. He's like media basically keeps saying it's Mahomes against me. 
it's not. It's the Ravens against the Chiefs. And I love when people put it back on the team. Uh, the postgame uh, locker room speech that Harbaugh, he, he said, you know, let's shout out our quarterback and everybody clapped. And he immediately said, shout out the offensive line. So giving these props to these people uh, and always bigging up his teammates, I absolutely love that from a, he's clearly a team player. There's nothing that you can really say about him in that perspective. Um, just a just a great guy. Um, and so is Mahomes. Just unfortunately, it was not their day. Um, and that's OK. Uh, I don't think you or I or pretty much most of the people figured they were going to go undefeated anyway. So I think uh, it was a great game. Great, great, great game. Shout out to Bill Pullian. I love that sound. <laughs> no, man, Lamar. I mean, Patrick Mahomes showed you Sunday. He's still the best quarterback in football. I don't think anyone's doubting that. Um, but Lamar's in that conversation. And I, you know, could be hyperbole now. But, you know, I just, you like, not even Michael Vick could throw like this. Like, Michael Vick could flick his wrist and just, and, you know, he had a cannon too, but, like, Man, just the thought of someone going 4,000, 1,000 with the yards and, and man, he's just so talented. And you're, you're absolutely right that what a perfect spot. And we've talked about this on this podcast offline, you know, it's been going around for years, but this is what happens when you draft a friend, uh, draft a quarterback and you invest in what the quarterback can do. And you build around that quarterback and John Harbaugh and uh, Eric DaCosta and everyone else uh, with the Ravens organization, Ozzy, of course, and um, just built a team around what this kid could do. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's shown. And even now on their fourth string running back, like who's, who's raw and is going to still making mistakes, but shows you how dynamic he's been. And it, and the big play stuff, I mean, you know, I, I read a lot of stuff this week about just how Harbaugh just and his team embraces the analytics and they quickly were like, what are the odds of making this fourth down? And they were like, go for it. And, you know, you could tell, you know, what would have happened if Lamar was like, no quarterback, no quarterback would have been like, no, not nah, coach. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, of course. Then out the punter. I'm good. And, you, you can know. you imagine if any other quarterback Let's even say if Lamar, they had the footage uh, and, and the audio of them saying no. Do you know how quickly that quarterback would lose the locker room? Do you know how quickly players around the league would start talking badly about that player for not wanting it? They, they would immediately be like, well, he doesn't want it. He doesn't yeah. want it. So there's no way, even if even if there was a second of doubt, like, no, we shouldn't do this. There's no way that any quarterbacks would say, no, let's not go for it. There's There's not one. Yeah, man, the onions on, uh, I mean, that play, I guess it's more, uh, it's more routine nowadays to go for four and uh, go for fourth down and analytically it's, you know, can be a, a better result for you now, but I mean, you, you still have to do it. There's one thing you can, I, I heard, um, I think it was Jonathan Vilma. Um, no, it wasn't Jonathan Vilma was on a podcast this week talking about going for fourth down and and it's just like how you catch the team by surprise, but you still do it. You know, you, you don't know uh, necessarily where you're, you know, and Chris Collinsworth even said it on, on the broadcast. These, it's not like you forget how to tackle. You just don't know where you're tackling. You don't know what you're doing, especially when you have someone as dynamic as 
Lamar back there. Of course. Um, it's a crazy game, a lot of fun. I don't think anything different than I thought of the Chiefs before. Except you shouldn't. Yeah, as, except their defense is... I mean, Pat, Pat, Patty's going to have to be throwing, man, because that defense is, is a little... There's there's some holes. Well, uh, I, for sure. I, th- I think people need to realize also that, yes, the Chiefs, they have arguably the best quarterback in the league, right? Because it's the argument right now is basically... Tom Brady is the GOAT. That's not the situation. Right now, the way he's playing, he could be considered to be the best quarterback in the league right now. Um, so it could Carr as well, but we'll get into that in a second. But um, Mahomes and Rodgers, in my opinion, are are 1-1-A, one, one, one 1-A, uh, 1-B, whatever, however you want to put it. Just um, things they can do with the football, with their arm strength, <laughs> or with the, um, the, you know, the, the different uh, – that you know uh ways that can drop their shoulder release point and throw yeah rogers was mahomes before mahomes but of course pat just brings it to another level yeah, yeah. for sure but i i just think that now people need to realize mm-hmm. that uh instead of saying that the tape's out on lamar i think people need to also realize that the tape is out on the chiefs and teams have now had several seasons to start building a team to beat the chiefs Right. You look at the Browns, you look at the Ravens, you look at the Buccaneers, what they had, which beat the Chiefs. Right. You're looking at all these teams. These teams have are being are making chief beaters, regardless if they're in division or not, because people know that they're going to be around at the end. So that's what happens. The league catches on to what you're doing. They they study you religiously and doesn't mean they're going to be able to stop you, but they're putting people in places to purposely stop you the drafting players to to be that advantage or be the 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 stop uh the bandage <laughs> to stop the leaking pretty much um so i think it's pretty interesting to see what's going to happen with them because the chiefs don't look invincible like they once did in my opinion right um whether that's because of their offensive line uh whether that's because of the play calling which i don't i'm not going to go against mr uh enemy but uh you know, it, I, I think there's several uh, variables that actually are there and outside of, I mean, but who can really stop Kelsey or Tyreek Hill? Well, the thing is, the thing is with the Chiefs, I mean, they invested a lot in that line mm-hmm. in Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. What's going to something's got to, res- you know, yep. something has to give at it's some the point. money that you're going to give your defense. Well, I, I mean, that's been exposed but yeah let's let's go to the team that actually beat uh the ravens in week one and is now two and oh behind uh mr Carr. um <laughs> <laughs> so john gruden has has been saying you know I've, I've had faith in him from the beginning and i was just like that's he's cat. been the only one <laughs> I, I mean he he really it it hits cat which is a lie for those that don't understand what that means. Um, he has believed in him and he also hasn't believed in him. So for him to say that he's always believed in him is a lie. Uh, but he shows that he believes in him because he's still his quarterback. But I mean, he also gets paid a lot, but he's been slinging the ball, man. He looks really, really good. The Raiders after <laughs> Sam and I have talked so much trash about the Raiders, the Raiders actually look pretty good. Um, but again, only two weeks in, people. So I'm not getting ahead of myself. 
it's two weeks in, but they, they look pretty solid so far. Uh, he, uh, he got evaluated for, I think it was a sprained ankle if I remember correctly. Um, so he's questionable for a Sunday, but there's no way that he's not playing. So we'll see him out there on Sunday. What do you think about the, uh, the Raiders, the Raiders start so far? Yeah, man. Uh, Derek Carr, 435 yards, two TDs last week on Monday Night Football, almost 400 yards uh, on a Sunday against the Steelers, another pair of touchdowns. And he's not doing it by himself. I mean, Josh Jacobs has barely been on the field, yet they're still, you know, Kenyon Drake, they're still producing. The You know, they have a ton of options in that passing game. And the defense has really been the story of, like, keeping this keeping them in games keeping the momentum going and just playing that like kind of fast physical way like when you think of the raiders you think of uh al davis and and all of that it's like this fast physical football and it's like yeah man and it's it's crazy as as you mentioned you know i've been waving the flag on like making fun of john gruden but like <laughs> it's like and i and I had no faith in Derek Carr, uh, just being a, you know, a jag, just a guy, right? And like, but no, man, he's he's showing me up, and and everybody else around the league, uh, with just his play, and you know, I I don't know if uh, I don't think they're going to be hoisting Lombardi, but I I think it's been a lot of fun and and making a already fun division with the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Broncos, which we're going to talk about in a second too like just a lot of fun to watch like at, at that monday night game a couple of weeks ago when we first saw the schedule in the spring or summer whenever it came out we were like ah oh, why do the raiders need to have another monday night opener right what's that about and it it was the game of the year until the next game happened but still yeah. like you know yeah you know what i mean it's been fun to watch i think the bubble burst but um you know they're playing over their heads right now and they're they're playing good football well, I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, the defense looks good outside of Abrams getting lifted off his feet Ooh, by Najee Harris's arm. Uh, that was just absolutely wild. He literally, I mean, that is one of the best defensive players in the league, and he just got earthed by a rookie. Najee Harris just took his momentum and basically said, yeah, no, just take a seat. <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm going to continue to go, which was phenomenal. If you haven't seen the clip, take pause this for a second, go watch it, come back. And then continue on with the pod. Um, and we're back. Yes, yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, you know who is back or shouldn't be back uh, is Andy Dalton. <laughs> um, Just like we thought, huh? I was going to yeah, go down mm, this way. I, I mean, I think, I think everybody said hmm, that Andy Dalton was probably going to get hurt within the first two weeks or he was going to be done within the first two weeks and insert Justin Fields. And guess what? He got hurt. Here comes Justin Fields, right? Um, now, to be clear, not wishing upon anybody's downfall. Do not want anybody to be hurt. I know this is a sensitive world, so I want to make sure I put that out there very clearly. Um, but I hope this means going forward that Fields would be it, even though Nagy has said, and they put out on the presser, that Andy Dalton, if healthy, is still the starting quarterback. I don't know what they're doing over there in Chicago, uh, but they need to realize just this is what it, a season is going to be like with Andy. 
if you keep playing Andy, it's you're going to have a questionable, questionable quarterback play and a high risk of injury with him because he's going to get hit a whole lot. So I just, I just, yeah, I just don't understand this. Like what did Andy Dalton do at, in March at signing day to like have this situation? Like, where Nagy and everybody else is like, you are our guy. Like what? Like what? Happened? The only thing I can think of is that they just don't want. They know they drafted the future. They want him to learn a little bit, and they don't want to just just for the sake of putting him out there too soon. You know, get him hurt or put him in predicament to do that. So, I mean, maybe they wanted to see what their team was like to start off the season and see if. They should even put him out there, but I don't really know what their logic is because to me, it's not logical. I mean, you put the best player out there, Justin Fields, even though Andy Dalton has more uh, knowledge and has been through uh, different situations and he went to one playoff game with the Bengals, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's been, uh, he's been to a couple, a couple games, playoffs, uh, right? So um, he's got, I don't know how the, many he's won though. I don't think any, but um, he's got playoff experience, right? So Justin doesn't have that, but Justin can run the ball. You can throw the ball better than him, and you can tell that he's poised. But, again, he's a rookie, so he's going to have his mistakes. Yeah. But just put him he, out there. You know, it's a knee injury. There hasn't been, you know, you're hearing this Wednesday morning. There hasn't been much at the moment of, like, an update. Is it ACL? Is it MCL? Is it going to come back this year? When he comes back, he's going to be the starter. I just don't. Man, it's hard. Justin Justin Fields doesn't like look completely ready, but you can make a case that none of the quarterbacks, really rookie quarterbacks, really look comfortable and ready. Maybe Mac Jones, mm-hmm. um, but it it's it's just hard to you know. Do the Bears really think they have a chance at playoffs? I mean, they won despite some mistakes from Fields and and Dalton getting hurt. They still beat the Bengals, who. I mean, Joe Burrow had his moments in that game. He threw three picks. He sure did. But, you know, talk about offensive firepower, too. We can get to uh, that Bengals team. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, the football fan in me wants to see Justin Fields play. But, you know, uh, Matt Nagy and uh, Ryan Pace are are, um, fighting for their job. So they want W's, too. So they think Andy Dalton gives them the best chance to win. Sure. Well, that shows why they're already on the hot seat. It's because this decisions like that. I mean, they did draft Mitchell Trubisky. So I think that already says something about their decision making. So I mean, take that for what for what it is, or you know, or not. Um, what we can also take it for what it was or not, uh, was Sam's quarterback, uh, the guy that I have faith in. Um, I still have faith in him. He's a rookie. Um, Zach Wilson threw four INTs. Uh, yeah. He did not look good at all. Uh, but again, not many rookies look good against Bill Belichick teams. So I think that should have been expected, except for my counterpart here who went with his heart instead of his brain. Um, what is your thoughts on Zach Wilson throwing this many INTs? And how did it make you feel watching it? Because I'm assuming you were. Well, as you can tell, I'm my uh, voice is is shot. It's not because I was screaming at the TV. I, Lies. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, Sunday I was like really sick, and I'm 
getting I'm on the mend. I'll be all right. Don't worry about me. But uh, I'm here. I am on the couch, like just sinus infection and all like watching this disaster unfold. And it's not quite the Sam Darnold. I, I'm seeing ghosts game, mm-hmm. but it was it was bad. There were there were a couple that were tipped that shouldn't have been his fault. But for the most part, he was just he started playing hero ball. And even even his coach after the game was basically like, you know, not everything needs to be flashy here. You're not playing Madden. You just got to protect the football, put us in good field position and continue to just try to win this game. And, and here's the thing. After it's like three picks, they were only down like 10 points or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. They were told. I don't remember what the final score was, but they were completely in. This game was in reach, but it just. Yeah, Bill Belichick, rookie quarterbacks. I don't know what the record is, but it's not good. And, I think uh, there's only been two or three rookie quarterbacks that have actually won against Bill Belichick defenses. Yeah, two or three. So that says says a lot. Uh, Sala definitely said that you know playing a boring game of football is okay. Yeah, which I I'm in complete agreement. Like for first off, no football game is boring to me. Um, even when somebody's getting blown out is because you're still seeing somebody score. Um, it's it'd be, it might be heartbreaking if you're on the other end of that, right. You're seeing your team get demolished, but a defensive game to me is great. It's amazing to me because I love seeing it's like watching chess, right. But actually action and understanding what's going on and seeing how something so small can change the outcome of the game. And I love seeing that. Um, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I, I don't I don't think there's going to be an issue with them again. He's a rookie uh, and this is only game two. Uh, talk to me when we're halfway through the season and he's seen, you know, more of defenses and what they look like and more schemes. And he understands and is fully acclimated to the game speed. I, I think he's going to be a completely different uh, scenario. But I mean, I guess we just have to wait and essentially see with that. This. It's hard. It's been a it's been a long decade for the Jets and an even longer time trying to find a franchise quarterback. So I understand my Jet fan friends that are like freaking out, want to jump ship and like, oh, I need to find a new team. And I've I've heard it from a couple of them already. And it's just like, relax, man. The second pro start against the greatest coach of all time, who's had who used to be on our staff and was our head coach for a day and has spent the last <laughs> 20 years just trying to like destroy our franchise. So like, just relax. Like he, he might not be Patrick Mahomes. He, he might not, you know, be Josh Allen or anybody else. He's just going to be Zach Wilson. I think he'll be okay. And I I'm willing to, I've waited this long. I'm willing to just relax and invest in this team and hopefully they can the defenses looked better than i thought and i hope they can just continue to to build around build around him and uh and we'll see it's gonna be a long season though i don't see a lot of w's uh, green it's it's okay i mean yeah. it, it happens it show me we're building happens. towards something that's all i care about that as a ain't. jets fan and if you have a young team and a young quarterback that's all that's all you should care about whether you're Justin Fields or Mac Jones or, you know, Trey Lance or, or hell, even uh, Davis Mills going to start for the Texans on uh, tomorrow. It's true. So, like, 
So I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Do you think that INTs should count for a quarterback if he throws and it hits his receiver directly in the hands or in the face mask and it bounces off the receiver and then it's a at that point in time, it's a tip drill. Do you think that the quarterback should be penalized for that? I would say no, because I I also I feel very strongly about drops counting against a quarterback. And I don't think that's fair, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think it's fair to like you're throwing you're throwing a seam route and you throw the ball, the air yards are like 10 yards, and then Devontae Adams takes it to the house for 90 more yards or something like that. I don't think it's necessarily fair that Aaron Rodgers gets those all of those yards either, right? Because it doesn't doesn't quite make sense. Devontae Adams did all the work in a way if it's a short pass like that. So yeah, I, I guess it's just I've I've come uh, complacent to it. But why are you bring it up? What's on your mind? No, I just I was just curious because I, I it's kind of like what uh, Jeff Van Gundy has been talking about in basketball for a while is that when you uh, when you get an assist or you passing to your teammate and they get fouled like immediately those it should count still as an assist if your teammate makes like both of the free throws. Um, and I actually like that idea because you still like your pass led to that. Um, but in football, like if I throw the, if I throw the ball on the money and it hits you in your hands and for whatever reason, you got butterfinger hands and it bounces off your hands. Right. And now the defender has it like, that wasn't my fault. I put it where I was supposed to put it. Right. right. And that was on you now at your point, because you're a professional just like I am. And you're supposed to catch the ball. Yeah, you shouldn't get the, you know, the missed, uh, get an attempt there, not a conclusion. But at the same time, you know, with the same thing, what I said, like, uh, ex quarterback didn't throw for 400 yards in yesterday's game. You know, mm-hmm. how many of those were actual air yards that, you true, know? true. So true. it's just, it's one of those things you just learn to accept, complace it with and accept. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was just curious about that. Um, for your uh, friends that are panicking, you know, they can always jump ship and go to your former quarterback because, uh, you know, people Ooh. are praising him right now. The uh, Adam they- Gase factor, man. <laughs> uh, their Panthers are 2-0 and right now. Um, how – and Sam looks really, really good. But, again, this Thank is – Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Well played. Uh, well played. Um, it, but again, this goes back to what we talked about in the beginning of the show. Uh, when you put a quarterback or you put a player in, in a certain system that actually builds around them and game plans around their players to their strengths, this is what you get. Oh, yeah. And anyway. give them an offensive line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And three, two and a half stud receivers. Mm-hmm. I love and, Terrace Marshall. I think he's going to be great. And a comparable um, coach. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> the best running back in football. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And a young, hungry, stout defense that is coming into its own in year two under a good, good coach, Matt Rule. So, yeah, I think those are the <laughs> ingredients for success. I think we nailed it. <laughs> By we, he means him because he said that. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. Um, it, I mean, I love the Panthers. I've, I've enjoyed their colors. Like I enjoyed watching them. I, I always have since the Steve Smith era. Um, 
just because of how he played uh, just watching, watching the team. But I, I said to you before, and I know, you know, I've talked about it on and off the air that I believe in Sam Darnold as well. Don't believe in too many UFC players. Let's just be very clear with that. Um, but I believe in Sam and I, he's showing it right now, but again, two weeks, um, my boy, Teddy two gloves, Still showing people what he was and kind of getting back. He's even more poised than he was prior to that major injury. Do um, you think the Broncos uh, can go somewhere with this with this squad? Do you think the Panthers can go somewhere with their squad? I man, it's. I think getting out of the West, the AFC West, is going to be hard mm-hmm. for the Broncos because of you know we mentioned the Raiders and the Chargers and of course the Chiefs. So. You know, T- Teddy's an efficient quarterback that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He doesn't throw into tight windows. He doesn't challenge defensive backs. He just puts, you know, makes the easiest throws and it works. I mean, he's he's gotten a lot more aggressive, I've noticed, and what I've I've seen like live from him. Um and and just getting the ball down the field. And I think, you know, that aggression's showing, but he's a perfect quarterback for what denver wants to do i mean vic fangio coming from uh chicago and and leading that defense for so long and now having a stout defense of his own too like you know just don't make mistakes protect the football and you know you have two great running backs and uh oh yeah and a receiving core that minus jerry judy is like i i love the denver receiving core i mean like um KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick don't get enough love. Cortland Sutton coming back from an ACL injury. And of course, hopefully Jerry Judy's back in a month or two. But, you know, I really love that. And Noah Fant, too. So, yeah, he's put in the situation to succeed. Will he? Um, you know, I hope it's been fun. It's been fun to watch the uh, the rebirth, if you will. And, and he's had some stops along the way since that gruesome uh acl injury yeah with the vikings years yeah. what feels like years ago now but mm-hmm. um yeah it's, it's good to finally find a team that is invested in him and you know i think he's the perfect quarterback for what the broncos want to do and they visit the jets this week so you'll you'll see it up close and yeah. personal i um i love what what he's getting i love the shine he's getting uh <laughs> and the opportunity he's getting and the one person that I've talked about on here that I love that he actually got an opportunity, but again, goes down to injuries, Tyrod Taylor. So I'm not even going to stay on that. It's just Tyrod. I don't know what you got to do to your body, buddy, but uh, please stay healthy. Try to find a way because you keep, you keep getting these starting QB chances and then you just get injured every single time. And I know T-Mobile, I just want the world to be calling that nickname out loud, but we can't because you can't even stay mobile because you're immobile all the time because you're injured. So do better, my friend and all seriousness, heal up, rest well Um, to my team uh, that had two injuries. And Sunday was not a good day to be a Brandon on the Eagles. Uh, Brandon Brooks. (laughs) Sorry to be the last. (laughs) No, it's true. true. (laughs) It's true. Uh, Brandon Brooks, uh, pectoral strain. So he's now on the uh, IR. Brandon Graham, has the same injury as me now, uh, ruptured his Achilles. 
I actually reached out to him. Uh, it'd be nice if he replied back, but if he doesn't understand, he's going to send go my boy DM over. back. Come on, yeah, man. What's yeah, going I on? I mean, I mean, what are you doing? Uh, it's Brandon. Doing it's right a now? Brandon to Brandon connection. I have, I've have had the injury. I had the surgery. You're going to go through it now. Cause you have the injury. And like, come on. Like, I understand like what I watched him go down and it was non-contact. I was like, he, he ruptured his ACL. I was like, his ACL or I mean, excuse me, it ruptured his Achilles or is his ACL. And I was just like, it's one of the two. And either one, it's just not going to be good. And when he said, when they said Ace, uh, Achilles, man, I I know the pain because I saw him running full out and then him just holding up. And then he put, he actually put his foot back down to walk on it and he walked off on it, which is wild because um, I definitely did not put my foot back down. But uh, I know he's going to get the, the best health care because he's a millionaire. Uh, but Jalen, 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 can we, can we, not, let me take a second and talk to Howie Roseman real quick. Oh God, this will be good. I'm going to go on mute. <laughs> Howie, uh, if you don't listen to the podcast or if anybody knows Howie is close, has some way to get this to Howie, please deliver this to him directly. Um, as I mentioned, you guys passed up on Lamar Jackson. You didn't do that. You passed up on Russell Wilson, and the reason why I'm saying that, yes, that's two, that's a, a difference, a gap between those two players. But Howie has been trying to redeem himself ever since passing up on Russell Wilson. So now you have a quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who has literally won on every single level of football, and we're still out here talking about, well, if Jalen doesn't do well this season – you know, the Eagles will have potentially three first round picks and they can spend it and, and go out and get a quarterback. Stop doing that. Stop. That's just stupid. You're going to mortgage off your future. You already did that with Carson Wentz, who we're going to talk about in a second, because I can't wait to talk about that. You already almost mortgaged your whole your whole uh, team off for Carson Wentz. And that didn't pan out. Right. Because you thought you had a quarterback in the future. Well, look where that happened. Now you have Jalen Hurts, who runs better than Carson Wentz when the pressure's on he actually gets rid of the ball steps out of bounds and avoids the major hit he's been so poised in the pocket he actually throws a beautiful deep ball which regardless if his teammates catch it or not it's still there um or they go out of bounds and they come back in and then catch a touchdown but you're already out of bounds so you can't be the first person to touch the ball which I still think is a stupid rule because if you get pushed out by a corner, I should be able to come back in and catch the ball. Not saying come back in and hide on the sideline and come back in, but if I come back in, establish myself for a couple of seconds, I should be eligible. Um, but I think Jalen is QB1, all jokes aside. And I think going forward, they should be trying to build around him because they have a lot of young talents around him already. And the team has bought in on this player. I just think that there's certain things that, I mean, he's going to have growing pains, just like he's technically still a rookie. By, by the definition of rookie in numbers of games, he's technically still a rookie. So give him a chance. I think he has a lot of promise. And I don't think one season is going to tell you what you have in, it, in a player. Uh, look at Dakota. I was having a conversation with my buddy who's a Cowboys fan, and I hope he's listening. I said, a lot of people didn't believe in Dak when he came into the league. 
fourth round pick. Yep. Did not believe in him at all. Oh, he's he's coming in to replace Tony Romo. No, no way. No, we don't want him. We don't want him. A couple years after, still, we don't want him. We don't want him. Still to this day, there's certain people that don't want Dak. And Dak is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Now. And he keeps proving it and he keeps improving every year. Regardless, regardless of what anybody says, your love, hate for the Cowboys, Dakota Prescott is a phenomenal quarterback. Are you going to put him in the same conversation as, because these are the people that everybody wants to compare everybody to, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Are you going to put him in the same category as them? No. But is he right outside that tier? Yes. He is. So Dak didn't just become what he is now overnight. Took some time. Jalen was better than Dak in college for the accolades. So why not give him the chance is my question. So they lost, and I really want to know what Sam thinks of how Jalen's been over the, the first two weeks because he's ranked, I think I forgot he was ranked like two um, with all his stats combined. He's ranked like two as quarterback like rating in the league. But uh, the Eagles lost. Uh, I feel like they gave up. It was awesome some terrible calls from Nick Sirianni uh, after a 91 yard bomb. <laughs> they're all the way down on the goal line and they try to do the Philly special, which did not work at all. Um, but they could have beat the Niners. They should have beat the Niners and they lost. They didn't blitz much. They didn't try to pressure Jimmy G enough. Uh, and the defense has been pretty stout so far, um, but the Niners are the Niners and they have great players, but, they didn't look great against the Eagles. Um, and that's not me tooting my, my own team's horn. It's just what it really was. The Eagles gave up on that game and the play calling did not help. And the big losses uh, did not help. So Sam thoughts on Jalen so far. I, you know, we've talked about this last week or the week before or whatever, uh, you know, me, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jalen hurts and um, just the guy that he is on the field, off the field, how he in an in the biggest spotlight in college on the biggest campus in college just took a backseat to what came in that third quarter because he had to and you never heard a freaking word from mm -hmm. jalen hurts mm -hmm. he got benched in a national championship game to a rookie or a freshman or a sophomore red shirt whatever who barely played and you never heard a word and he continued to stay on the team and he worked as, you know, Saban tried to play both of them. And he fi and he finally left and he did it gracefully. And he went to Oklahoma and he rebuilt him his career there. Almost won the Heisman. Almost won the Heisman. <laughs> became a second round pick. And I didn't think I didn't think he was a second round pick. I liked the kid. I like, you know, likewise, all of that. But, you know, I did watch this game. Uh, so as far as like from what I've read, it was a lot of like, I mean, the Niners are really good, but it yes. just sounds like capitalizing on like opportunities and mistakes. And did that 91 yard pass get called back? No, no, no. They got all the way down to the goal line. Yeah. And okay. then they ran four awful plays. 
<laughs> so it's like it's stuff like that. Like I, I can't. I'm not gonna kill Seriani. I'm not. You know, I, I'll let you do that. But like, I, I'm not gonna kill him either. He's no, a rookie, just, he's a rookie head coach. Yeah, I can't. Just, I can't. I, I don't. I didn't. Again, I didn't see the game. But it's just you can't. You can't make mistakes. You got to put yourself in the situation to succeed. And uh, yeah. I well, you, I don't got much for you there, but, but you know who I am gonna kill? Carson Go. Wentz. It's time. Oh, let's time. round up the NFL talk. Oh, I was gonna God. say, anything else you got left? Carson but, Wentz. Yeah, I have that left. Um, Carson. After this season, after you play seventy-five percent of your snaps this season, retire. Because all I need to see from you is play 75% of your snaps so the Eagles get the first-round pick from the Colts. Because outside of that, you can't stay healthy, and you're going to hurt yourself for real. You are the only person in NFL history to roll both of your ankles on one play. (laughs) The only player. There's got to be a stat for this. You are the only player in NFL history to sprain both of your ankles in one tackle. And guess what? It was against who? The Rams. And it was Aaron Donald that had you wrapped up. So clearly, if Carson Wentz stays in the league after the season, anytime he has the Rams on his schedule, he should just call out sick. Because the last time he played the Rams, he tore his ACL. This time, he rolled both of his ankles. And the Colts needed him. Well, Colts fans... Uh, Let me introduce you to the real Carson Wentz, the guy that can't stay on the damn field, cannot stay healthy for anything. You have your coach now. You have the guy that you wanted. You have a team that went to the playoffs last year, and you are now 0-2 as well because you still can't get rid of the ball. You, You historically do terrible against the Seahawks and the Rams. I know this because I'm an Eagles fan. And you continue to look terrible against them. Now, granted, those are two great defenses, right? Two great defenses. But you still did not look good against them. And you look like the Carson that still holds on to the ball for way too long and does not make the right read still. Yes, he was throwing some touchdowns and doing what he had to do. People were hitting me up. Oh, he looks good. Okay, I said Carson's going to Carson. And guess what? Carson, Carson. So, your thoughts on Carson Wentz, Sam? I hope he plays 75% of the snaps, too, because I'd really want the Eagles to get that pick. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, not for, not for just you, but yeah, for you. Um, <laughs> two of my cousins are diehard Eagle fans, too. But And, and uh, yeah, I mean, are you excited about Hard Knocks doing this, like, <laughs> in-season thing so you get to follow your boy Carson Wentz throughout the season? I, uh... You were the first person I thought about there. I so want to hear the ignorance that he's going to spew and come out of his mouth because I just, I have his Jersey and I kind of want to hit up American express and ask them, are you still doing that Jersey exchange thing? Because he got traded and they had a Jersey straight exchange thing that if your guy gets traded, you can turn it in. But I think it's like a certain amount of time or whatever. I think it's from when you bought it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Which is unfortunate because I would love to trade that Jersey in, but I'll just keep it for throwback purposes and just wear it around as a, you know, a, a Jersey of shame. Uh, you could but, wash your car with it or something. Nah, I've spent some good money on that. I'm not going to do that. Um, I'll keep it. It's a throwback. Um, but 
<laughs> that hard knocks is going to be really, really interesting if he makes it to that point. Um, <laughs> because I don't, I don't have faith. I don't know many people that have faith in Carson Wentz nowadays outside of Carson Wentz and Dan Arlowski. That's about the only two people that I see that have faith. And I'm not, not talking about his family or his coach or teammates that have to act like that faith in him. Dan's really got faith in every young quarterback in the NFL, by the no, way. It's, but really, it's Carson. Like Carson's yeah. like the number one he has faith in. Sam but, Darnold's up there, too. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really interesting. But, yeah, that's all I have for that. And I'm not going to further assassinate his character. So I'm good. Yeah, that's it for that, the NFL. How about we share the... Uh... Our uh, week two picks here. I won't go game by game, but you ended up with a record of 13 and three. <laughs> I was nine and seven. <laughs> so what happened here, guys? What happened? What did I do? I picked some teams to win. Just like you did. Mm. <laughs> and I picked a lot more teams that lost. <laughs> unlike what you did. <laughs> so like I picked the Seahawks and you picked the Titans. We both picked the Saints. I picked the Jets. You picked the Pats. Both picked the Steelers to lose. You know, I picked the Jags. I don't know what the hell was I doing. Hey, I, I don't know. I you don't pick know. the Broncos. I picked the Bengals. You picked the Bears. So it's, you know, those <laughs> those losses add, add up, guys. So this is what we want you to do. This is the first thing I need you to do. <clears throat> I've known Brandon for like half of my life here. Maybe more. I don't even know. I don't have time to count. As you can tell, I'm not good with numbers. But what I am good at is knowing that Brandon is really good at this shit. <laughs> and I'm not. So don't go don't go to me for your like your betting advice. I don't do that. I don't know. I don't gamble. I, that's not me. But Hayes, just I trust you, man. I'm just going to copy and paste your... <laughs> results for the next couple weeks but man i've been it's so crazy because i've been i've been doing these picks and calling certain plays before they happen and then now i actually have a platform to do it and just be like "Ah, now like you guys can see what i've been trying to tell you yeah so uh i'm not gonna toot my own horn here but i mean I, i pay attention a little bit just a little bit you texted me on sunday i don't i think it was during like the I was watching the Cowboy Charger game. Like, yo, mm-hmm. what's this, what's the deal with the um, picks. the picks? And I went, even though you know I'm on the couch, not feeling great. I'm like, ah, oh, this, oh, man, this bastard. Because he knew. Because you knew. I did. Because he did. knew. I did. <laughs> of course, I did. And then I did the math, and I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> it's fine, but let's get to week three. This is where the NFL music would play if we had mm-hmm. the copyright to it. Yep. Um. But yeah, starting tomorrow, Thursday, the Panthers visit the Houston Texans with Davis Mills under center for the Texans. Panthers. Yeah, I got to go Panthers, too. Panthers, I'm not going. I like what the Texans have been doing. I mean, I think they're a great story with all that's been going on in the offseason. They were looking like a viable team. I mean, they did win week one. Um, They were looking pretty good to Tyrod went out game two but i don't know how this uh mills guy is gonna do but i guess we'll have to just wait and see washington football team visit the buffalo bills washington football team catches a l again yeah i'm gonna go with the bills here 
But I, I really like uh, what I saw from them. Who, the Washington football team Washington or the Bills? football team last week. I yeah. mean, I do as well, but the Bills just lost. Right? Or they won. Hmm. Hmm. Now, now I'm curious. Hold on. Let me see real quick. The Bills, yeah, they beat the Dolphins 35. Oh, yeah, because Tua is gone. They beat yeah. the crap out of the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the – yeah, definitely the Bills – Bills go from there. I know Washington football team is a rivalry game. They looked good. I mean, there's things that happened in that game, which is pretty comical to me because they're both my division rival. But uh, Washington football team is going to – they're going to – I think their defense is suspect. Let's just put that out there. That's my hot take. I know everybody's calling they were the best defense last year, but I think their defense is, is sus this year. And I think teams are starting to understand what's going on. Uh, with their team so just just watch watching that i think they get a lot of numbers put up on them this year all right the uh i lost count of where i am you're you're with uh, the, the bears, bears and the yep. browns browns same bro same <laughs> uh, you know nice win from uh the browns they're down jarvis landry got put on ir mm-hmm. this week ho- hopefully odell comes back but and Baker Mayfield had that weird injury, but ended up coming back. Haven't heard much from about that. I have to, I have yeah, to look that into that, but still think the Browns will win no matter who's under center for the uh, the Bears. But how about the Ravens visiting the Lions? I think it's a trap game for the Ravens, <clears throat> but I'm still going to go with the Ravens because I think they're going to be so high off of the win of the Chiefs uh, that they might come out flat uh, and the Lions didn't look too bad last night or I was Monday just going to say that, man. I know um, we've made jokes about Dan yeah. Campbell and whatnot, but mm-hmm. this team was outmatched yesterday, but was still in it. Yeah. And uh, they looked, they looked good. And uh, I mean, Jared Goff needs to learn to throw to someone other than <laughs> TJ Hawkinson, but for my fantasy teams, it, that's fine. Uh, and uh, the way they're using the running backs too, like it's great. Um but yeah, I think I think the Lions are going to play spoiler to a lot of teams this year for sure. I do as well. I do as well. Yeah, I'm going to say the Ravens though. Yeah, same, <laughs> oh, that's it. Same, same. <laughs> now I I got like uh I'm like uh got PTSD trying to make these picks. Now. <laughs> go with your go with your mind and heart, man. How about who's under center for the Colts on Sunday? Because don't matter. The Titans because they're playing the Titans and are going to lose, and yeah. Derrick Henry's going to stiff arm whoever's coming at him. So. That's all that matters there. I think they found, I think they figured it out after that game. I think they figured it out. AKA yeah. give the ball to Derek Henry. <laughs> um, the LA Chargers visit the Kansas City Chiefs one o'clock game. That's gonna be a great game. Whew. Um Chiefs don't lose back to back many games. Um, so that's the only reason that I'm going with the Chiefs in this one, because the Chargers are also coming off of a loss. But yeah, but Chargers won their first game, right? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yep. Right. So okay. All right. Yeah. Chargers go uh one and two. All right. Yeah, I, I got the Chiefs as well. So um, how about the Saints visit Foxborough? I want to say that the Saints are gonna bounce back, but I'm actually going with the Patriots on this one. All right. I got shell shock from the Patriots here. I <laughs> I don't think they're that great. I just think Zach Wilson played that poorly. Um, 
I'll go Saints. Okay. I'll go Saints here. Uh, Falcons and the G-Men. <laughs> this is a terrible game. Um, definitely Giants. Uh, the Falcons are going to be the team that everybody beats up on. And again, stop calling him Matty Ice. Thank you. I'm going to go with Falcons. <laughs> I think they're both really bad. I do as well. As- Colin, Colin Cowherd, I don't know if he still says it, but I remember he always used to say, I wouldn't watch this game if it was played in my bathroom, <laughs> which is a lot. I mean, I would watch this game if it was on TV, but I always thought that was funny. Yeah, no, Bengals, not that. Bengals, Steelers, Steelers, they they have to redeem themselves. Yeah, I I, sorry, sorry, Joe. Um, how about the Cardinals visage? Tyler Murray. That's we, my pick. We didn't even, man, how did we do a whole week two segment and not talk about Car- Kyler Murray? I don't want to talk about this biracial Jesus, too. There's there's several of them out here. There's Tim Jeter, uh, Russell Wilson. Um, <laughs> don't don't get me to go in here. Um, but yeah, he uh he is a little he's the little engine that could you see those legs just go you try to blitz him you're gonna lose in that battle if you try to you flush him out of the pocket he has the arm strength to throw the ball anywhere on the field oh that's right he also throws the ball down the field to nuke that's deandre hopkins for those that don't know uh who is still one of the best wide receivers in the league um yeah so i <laughs> That, that man is just and then you do the baby Yoda meditation. That's the best. Uh, that I was mean, great. you're a legend. After so. uh Chandler yeah. Jones calls him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Um, I I don't know what has to be said about this. I mean, I have Rondell Moore on my dynasty football team, and I love it. Um, but our our boy Dave at, at the we're doing an NFC preview, and he's like, Yeah, the Cardinals are gonna be really good. And, and we're like so BS. And it was he was their Super Bowl pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that ha- would anyone that did that. I'm gonna tell so you this right now: if if Dave's prediction was right and he didn't go to Vegas or bet money on this, this is gonna be the biggest mistake of his life. I'm just calling that out right now, Dave. Yeah, we'll have to find that out. We gotta text him. That'd be I, I bad, hope, man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I lost count of where we were. We're, uh, we're with your team now. Oh yeah, that's why I blocked out. <laughs> Jets, Broncos. Uh, I think the Broncos defense is too much for Zach Wilson. Yeah, I agree. Broncos. Uh, dun 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 dun. Okay, Dolphins visit the Raiders. Raiders go three and zero. Man, that's crazy to say. <laughs> I agree though. Uh, this is gonna this is 425. This is a great game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers visit the Los Angeles Rams. This is the NFC championship game. Uh, and it will be the Rams that will win this game because of Cooper Cup. Yeah, love Cooper Cup. Um I've been staring at this for like while you were talking about the Cardinals. Like, who am I gonna pick here? And I'm gonna say the Bucks, but okay. It it's I'm looking forward to a great game here. I I don't know what else to to say about it, but um, Seahawks visit the Vikings. Mm. This is gonna be a good game. Um, 
but I never can bet on Kirk Cousins. I can always bet on Russell Wilson. So Seahawks. Yeah, I, Kirk Cousins is the new Derek Carr for me, where I just have no <laughs> oh, faith. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no faith in him. Um, Sunday night, Green Bay Packers visit the 49ers. That's another great game. It is, and because I watched what my team did to the Niners, I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron Rodgers is going to carve them up. So go Pack Go. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Packers as well. He looked great. Aaron Jones. How about Aaron Jones? Four total touchdowns. How about the, him losing his chain with his father's ashes? In yeah, it? apparently he found it, which is great. First off, um, I, okay, let, let's. Okay, go ahead. For those that are sensitive, close your ears. Um, but can we talk about how you're balling with the charm that has your father's ashes in it? Like, is that. I guess that's your way of paying respect, and everybody has their own way of seeing how they pay their respects, but that's just a little, a little weird for me. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't need ashes hanging from my neck. Don't, don't need that. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, glad he found his uh, necklace, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a no go for me. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know what to. Yeah, I don't know what to say other than um, <laughs> it's Monday night's going to be good. How about the Eagles and the Cowboys? Well, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to go for the Cowboys against the Eagles. So I think you already knew that. Um, my bias will always play and prevail in this game, no matter what. So no matter if there's so a, you can't, which is why I'm going to have a hard time about the Jets. No, 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 no. This is no, it's just against this one team. Like everybody else, like I went to the Patriots. The, I went, well, you're, you guys don't win against the Patriots, which is a big difference here. There's a big difference here. We actually beat the Cowboys. <laughs> you guys don't beat the Patriots, Sam. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. I love you. There's a difference here. We actually do beat them. Um, but, yeah, I will never, ever, ever. But I understand your logic. I, I mean, you hate them to your to your core. I get it. But, yeah, no, I, I, can't, I can't go for the Cowboys. Uh, I also – don't want to have like a whole week off of social media because that's essentially what's going to happen if the Eagles lose. And there's a chance that they definitely can lose for sure because the Cowboys have looked good. So, yeah. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Shocker. Hey, uh, anything to talk about UFC corner this week? Uh, there is a fight that is coming up. Is that this weekend? Why do why do I want to say that that major fight is this weekend? Hold on, now Sam's put me on. Yeah, the it is here. this weekend. I mean, if that is the fight this weekend, then I suggest that you guys. No, is it here? Is it? Is UFC? Yep, two sixty six. Ortega against uh, Volnovsky. I never can say his last name. That fight is going to be absolutely phenomenal. If you don't watch UFC. And you're wondering and you listen to this and you're wondering why I talk about it mostly. Yes, I said I because my brother Sam is still still getting him there. Don't worry about it. We'll get I'm him trying, there. man. We'll get him there. Don't worry about it. I watched uh, the last two pay-per-views. I, I know. I know. Again, we're getting you there. But uh, that fight is going to be phenomenal. I think it's going to be an all-out brawl. 
And that's another reason why I'm probably going out Saturday to actually watch the game. Hopefully, I mean, the fight, hopefully in peace. Um, but I guess we'll we'll just have to see from there. Uh, the undercard, which I'm actually trying to find that now because I think it's my girl fighting, which is she is absolutely phenomenal. Um, why, of course, you know, when when I'm trying to share these things with you guys, you know, it's just wants to go slower than slow. Um, that's the go. internet you know that's it's just it's the internet it's how life works sometimes it just just goes just goes that way um okay every advertisement is coming up but anyway uh the undercard is going to be phenomenal as well um or uh is valentina uh, shomenchenko she is a absolute monster she's fighting lauren murphy um Lauren Murphy, you are a fighter, but you're going to get your face punched in. Um, and that's unfortunate. Uh, Robbie Lawler against Nick Diaz. This is like a throwback fight they fought years ago. Uh, Robbie is still ranked. Nick doesn't even fight like that anymore. Um, but that is going to be a very, very interesting bout. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be a good card. It's really, really a good card. I'm trying to see if there's any uh, any good prelims. Um, there is Dan hookers fighting. That's going to be interesting as well. Yeah. There's, there's going to be, um, the main event on the prelims, uh, Marlon Marez against Marab. Again, these guys, last names I can't pronounce sometimes, but that's going to be a brawl. Bantamweight is normally always a brawl, but yeah, tune in Saturday for sure. It is going to be well worth your money. You can thank me later. Okay. That was UFC Corner with Brandon. You're welcome. Hey, you want to play Do You Care? Of course. All right. How about this news that came across the wire today? Philadelphia 76ers star. It says forward here, but I don't know what position he plays. He is technically a forward. That's technically his position, but he does not really play a forward at all. Yeah. Ben Simmons will not report to the opening of training camp next week and intends to never play another game for the franchise. Those uh, sources told Woj and uh, ESPN. Simmons, 25, wants a trade out of Philly and told management he has no plans to ever wear an NBA uniform again until he's moved to a new team. Hayes, do you care? I do because he's such a goddamn diva. You, sir, Mr. I can't put up a jump shot in the NBA. Mr. I pass the ball when I'm under the goddamn rim you sir need to trade yourself to the nearest mirror and stare at it and realize that you need to do better i understand that you're trying to be this lifestyle person it seems like you're more focused on lifestyle outside of the nba than actually in the nba and guess what it's your own life and if that's what you would like to do Sir, by all means, do that. But if you plan on staying in the NBA, get better. Because once you get a jump shot, you, sir, will be one of the most unstoppable players to ever grace the hardwood. So you see how I slandered you first, but also gave you your damn respect because you deserve that as well. Because look how great you are. You've been making the all-star team without a jump shot. Imagine if you have one. So I'm tired of seeing videos of this man hit jump shots in the offseason 
only to not see him doing it during the regular season. So please, whoever puts that footage out, break your phone before you send that out. Is it a is it a confidence thing? Like I don't know is what it, it is. Like jokes at this point. Like, I don't know. Oh, oh no, Ben Simmons took a three. Like I, it's you know? now now it's like a joke because everybody's looking at him like, oh, he took a shot, right? And I remember yeah. his his teammates went crazy when he shot a shot during the regular season and he made it, and everybody like went crazy on the bench and he kind of looked at them like, yo, chill out. Like, but it's like, dude, people wouldn't have to do that if you actually took the offseason and just shot like a thousand jump shots a day. Because, you know, that's what the great ones do. They work on their game instead of going to all these fashion shows and doing all this stuff. Like, I'm not saying you're not working on the other aspects of your game, which is already where you're really great. But you need to be working on your jump shot. And the fact that he wants out of the Sixers, I'm pretty sure the Sixers want out of your contract. Yeah, this isn't anything new, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, So they've been trying to trade you. So it's okay. Yeah, if anything, it hurts. This kind of hurts his value as far as the Sixers are concerned for a return, but he's still going to get an astronomical return. Of course. Whether it's Portland or Golden State or Sacramento or wherever he's going to get traded to. Um, I don't really care. I, I don't, I don't. Ben Simmons is not going to learn a jump shot or a a shot. He's not going to get one. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like, even though he's 25, he doesn't seem like the type of player that's going to do it. He's been in the league for six years already. How When did he come out of, was it LSU? Yeah, six years ago, seven years ago. Like, come on, man. Like, who in the, in the prime of their career just decides, like, LeBron wasn't the best shooter, but he could still shoot like Jason Kidd. And like, he's how got, many, they both got better over the right. years because they kept, trying to shoot right i just don't i just don't until i see it i don't see it so like have fun with whatever team wants to give up half of their franchise for him that you know have fun i i don't see i don't see it instead of going to these fashion shows with lebron during the off season you should probably go to the Bron whatever court that he's at and ask him to help <clears> you shoot yeah. yeah man sleep in hyperbolic chamber and get up at 5 a.m and some people want it. The people people yeah. want to be great, but people won't put in the work, man. It's yeah. something that I keep seeing over and over and <clears throat> over and over again is that sometimes the most talented or the most successful person out there is not the best at what they do, but they are the hardest worker, and which is why they're where they're at, and you're looking at them and wondering why they're there. A, uh, a mentor to me ha- has always said and always sticks out Um Hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. Absolutely. I, I equate that to, I've always said, I'd rather have nine Brett Gardner's on my team in his prime <laughs> than uh, nine Robbie Cano's. Yep. I agree. And that's, that's how I equate it in a sports, uh, a sports aspect. Hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. Mm-hmm. A mentor once told me that. And I just, it's Ben Simmons, man. Like good, good luck, man. Wherever you go, you're gonna get your money. You're gonna get your girls. You hopefully you get yourself a ring, but you gotta you gotta want it. And it just doesn't seem like he wants it. And and the Seventy Sixers know that. Mm-hmm. And just how dangerous Joel Embiid's gonna be with shooters around him, man. Yeah, yeah, that frees up a spot. Like, yes, that's a talent. See, if if he would have actually done the right thing, they would have been. They could have won a championship or been at the finals a long time ago. Right. They, if he actually had a shot, that would have changed everything. But 
you I think when he got in his own head thinking that he was that once he realized that he wasn't the guy in Philly and it was actually Joel, it was like, all right, I don't want to I don't want to really be here anymore. And that's kind of when his decline started to happen. But we'll see. Uh, surprise. Do you care? I didn't put on the rundown. Uh, it's not even a do you care because I, I think we both do. But after 15 NBA seasons, J.J. Redick announced his retirement. Uh, uh, I don't care because of him going to Duke, but I do care <laughs> because he's one of the greatest shooters of all time. Yeah. Um, and yes, he was a journeyman. But if you give J.J. too much time, he is going to splash down every single time. Yeah, I forgot to put that in the rundown and uh, the thoughts of Joel Embiid on his own and just thinking how good that 76er team was with uh, Jimmy Butler and uh, yeah, Tobias yeah. Harris and whatnot and yep. just a couple doinks on a rim away from uh, By the from way, in the finals there. Love Tobias Harris. I mean, from, from New York, but he committed highway robbery with that contract and I'm so glad the Nets didn't pay him that because he ain't shown up since he got paid that major contract. So yeah, you notice how I didn't mention his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, uh, we should have probably talked about this before, but do you care about the NFL's new taunting penalty? Cause I don't, I care because I don't care. This, <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. You're getting, you're getting fined and, and 15 yard penalty for basically just like, I don't even, I don't even know having, a heated exchange is one thing, making fun of someone's mom's another thing, but to just be like, make a big play and just be like, I don't know, go all Kirk Cousins on someone like you can't do that. Like who made up this rule? Like who they have no idea what taunting is and what and gamesmanship is and like what NFL fans don't mind seeing like. I don't know one one NFL fan that's like, yeah, this this shit's got to stop. Like, from who? Who says that? Let me let me tell you this, Sam. You know how before we were talking about uh, being in the right system, right? Sometimes places put the wrong people in the wrong places in a system, and whoever is in this position to make this policy to crack down on taunting, uh they should be fired. Whoever approved their hire should be fired. Uh, so on and so forth. Now, normally I'm not one to say somebody should get fired, but I'm sick and tired of seeing the NFL come out every season and trying to be the no fun police. There's always something new every year to try to change something. Like first you stop the uh, punt returns because there's too much damage and CCE. Like that was one of the, greatest parts about football and when's the last time you've seen a kickoff return or a punt return it used to be like one every week every week of football there used to be one well, i haven't Devin seen one hester in, isn't in the league anymore well so we they, don't see any. guess what there's a lot of there's a lot faster people <clears throat> in the league right now than Devin hester was tyreek hill being one of them so you mean to tell me that that can't happen still that's yeah. ridiculous taunting like the fact that Tyreek Hill runs down the field, throws up a peace sign, basically saying, like, I'm out. Yeah. Right? And somebody And somebody tackles him later on in the game or later on in the season, and then they look at him and they peace sign him in his face, and then you're just like, flack. This is a gross overreaction from the it Super It really Bowl. is. It and really no one really cares. It, like, stop like, it. 
Do you know how hard these guys work on their craft? Do you know how hard it is to stop somebody that can run uh, almost uh, a four, a four second 40? Yeah. Like, and you're tackling them and you're a 400 pound person. How excited did you got to be? That's like saying that you were in a race for your life (laughs) against Usain Bolt and you just so beat him out by the toe of your shoe. You know how excited you'd be? You know how ecstatic you would be? Like, why Why are we stopping these guys from celebrating? Now, again, like you said, if you're going and you're in somebody's face and you're like helmet to helmet and you're just like, yeah, now what? Right? And you're calling them all types of names and, and talking about a family and stuff like that. I get that, right? Because that's going to only bring a, a, a Odell, Richard Sherman, I mean, a Josh Norman situation, right? That's what that's going to bring. It's going to be a sh- f- flat out brawl, stuff like that. Right. But these are grown men. This is what grown men do. We talk our trash. That's it. At the end of the day, it's just a part of the culture. People need to understand that it's a part of the culture to talk trash, especially in these sports. Let them play. Leave it alone. Let them play. It's annoying as hell. Sign the fans. <laughs> I just want to end the podcast there. <laughs> Oh, no, I got something better to end the podcast with. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Last do you care. On Monday night's Manning cast of the Detroit Green Bay game <clears throat> on ESPN2, Peyton perhaps jokingly said that he was always reluctant to face the New England Patriots because he was afraid the Patriots had a hot mic next to his locker. He basically, hey, he basically said when, whenever a receiver would want to come over to him and talk about a play, he would huddle up with them in the shower. <laughs> to talk plays because he thought New England bugged out the locker room and and his locker. Your thoughts? Do you care? I do care because during the Peyton, I mean during the Tom Brady, Belichick era, uh, they've notoriously been known to cheat. They cheated my team out of the Super Bowl. They had Spygate, which that was a part of, right? That was that was all a part of that too. Um, yeah, you have uh interns out there recording games before they go walkthroughs uh finding mics sneaking into uh to practices you got all this stuff that's going on and they just get a you know little pat on the wrist and just call it a day so yeah peyton i don't blame you for being cautious uh, i think that's absolutely hilarious that he exposed that because whether he was joking or not uh there's truth in jokes and he was definitely not really joking if he said that I 100% believe. Hall of Famer Ty Law responded and basically said, we got in their heads. So, it, you know, basically like, yeah, well, you know, we got we got in Peyton's head. No, nah, man, you guys got caught cheating. Yes. Several times. I'm not yes. even going to talk about the flake gate. The flake gate was. Oh, yes, you know, that too. I won't even talk about it. Yeah, It's just something different. But you guys have been caught doing this type of crap for years and i know like belichick blurs the edges of like what is you know allowed and not allowed until he's like just at the edge of something so like i get it but like yeah the whole league i'm glad like i'm glad this is in circles around the league and um you know it's reason there's a reason behind it for sure also I, I I really like the the Manning 
broadcast. I do. I do as well. I've, I said it last week. If my team wasn't on Monday Night Football, I would watch this every week. It's so much fun. It is. It did really see, is. Did you see Pat McAfee at the end of it? I was listening to it. He was like, he was so honored to <laughs> to play with a guy that hated punting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just hearing his comment. Pat McAfee is just, he's, he's a gem. Great, he's, a, he's a legend. Yeah. He, do you hear the story about at the casino? No, I didn't uh, hear that part. Go, I think it's on like it's on like ESPN.com. Basically, like him and Peyton were in a casino. He Peyton goes over to him. McAfee's playing roulette by him by himself. And um Peyton goes, he comes out like, and the way McAfee explains it, they had this whole back room of the casino rented out. And when he walked, Peyton left the back room. It was like the glass cracked, and you hear like Steve Austin music, and like <laughs> and like the 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 crowd is parting. Like oh oh my God, Peyton Manning's here. He stops at McAfee's table, who's like right by the um, elevator. He's about to go to his room, and Peyton looks at him and goes, "How about Red 18?" and gives him a wink, and the whole table just overreacts, and everyone puts moves all of their chips to red 18 it hit <laughs> that's legendary it was great it's, that's just, it's a lot of fun that's that they are a lot of fun for sure i enjoy shout them. out to lou riddick and and steve levy and, and greasy like i i think it's a really good booth but this yes. is a fun it's a fun concept yes for i'm sure. glad it's working for espn they need well, something it, man yeah man that's that's uh that's it for the show. Thank you so much for everyone that listened and listening and, and went through an hour of hearing my voice. Uh, I will do better next week. I promise. But for Brandon, my name is Sam. Thank you so much for listening to the chasing points podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and um, until next time, Hayes, uh, happy birthday, bro. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So I wasn't going to do one of these this week. Because it's my birthday and I was just going to leave the world alone. But I'm not going to do that. Um, so my birthday every year outside of one random year of my whole life um, marks the first day of fall every year. Which marks the first day of hoodie season and marks the first day of being basic. It's that time of year for all you basic folks with your pumpkin spice lattes and your lovely trips of leaves and driving up north from the city and taking all the pictures of all the foliage and, you know, your your uh, <laughs> pumpkin beers and pumpkin pies and pumpkin, 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 cinnamon, 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 all that leggings, <laughs> Uggs season. Um, when can we get rid of basic season? Cause I'm over it. Um, been over it. I love me a good, good pumpkin beer, good Oktoberfest. Um, you know, good Southern tier pumpkin, you know, just, just some of my, my favorite beers. A lot of breweries are doing that. Um, the thing that I don't need to see is, uh, being in July and there being a pumpkin beer at your local beer distributor. Uh, it's not fall. It's not Halloween. It's still the summertime. Stop pushing seasons on me. I know as soon as we get, as soon as we get three days into October, 
They're going to be advertising for Thanksgiving already. And I'm sick of it. I love Thanksgiving. I'm not sick of the food, but I'm sick of y'all pushing seasons on me. Let me get there first. Let me take some time in the season. Let me go outside and breathe. Damn, folks. All right, I'm done. (laughs) Bye.